to the Point in Progress podcast, episode 52. 52, guys. We're at 52. We did How it. Full year of content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New 52. Yeah. You're okay. So I didn't read the rest of this part. Uh, you're <laughs> it's all new. One. Everything's all yeah, new, yeah. baby. Yeah. Your number one catching up podcast talking about Thor, Love and Thunder, The Quarry, Miss Marvel, and so much. You just more. You couldn't slow down. Her nope. Nope. Couldn't do it. Let the progress begin. <laughs> <laughs> it says you have a choice there. You have choices. Yeah, there's choices. Also, I saw, I saw the D's not thing. All right, we're, let's go right to segment number one. Let's go to the checkpoint. Season one of MCU uh, University or MC University wraps up next week with Ghost Rider. I am so sorry for you guys, by the way, for Ghost Rider. <laughs> Good luck with that. That's going to be fun. We love oh, we love the first one. We're just hate. I'm afraid of this edgelordy one. That's all I'm scared about. Yeah. I, I know for a fact it's not great. Oh. Um, good luck. <laughs> uh, new episode of Bottle Citizen Club came out today. Yes. As we're recording, and Mario is going to chug a White Claw, apparently. <laughs> I did in the video. You should watch that. See what happens. Oh, in the video, did. Okay. Yeah, okay, we'll not do that again. That was a lot. No, no. That was a lot of water. No, 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 you don't do White Claws. Shotgun White Claws before? Not in a while. <laughs> Shot, <laughs> I feel like shotgunning and, and uh, chugging are two different things. Fair. <sighs> um, also, we just, Mario and I just recorded the uh, Miss Marvel spoiler cast yesterday. That should be up next week as well. Yes. I'm very, very excited for people to, to jump into it. Uh, but yeah, today, uh, a lot of our conversations are going to be Love and Thunder, Quarry, Miss Marvel, and I don't, I don't. Is, what? Frank, Frank, your your internet humor it doesn't work on tape. We don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know what that is. The wait, wait, Frank, just oh, say oh, it on the Bible. Okay, there we go. Well, no. you you misspelled the Bible. No, no, no. Say it in the Frank way. I want to hear the Frank way. Say it. Ible? Yes. The there you go. There we go. Yeah. The fucking Bible. Frank does this thing at work where he just says random words. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I love it. How you doing, Fee? Uh, great everybody um hope you're having a good day glad half of you is here <laughs> yeah, yeah half, of, yeah, half of myself is here the other half is gone um just vibing just doing my own thing just hanging out here um doing doing pretty good harv thanks for asking how are you <laughs> i'm doing a-okay we're gonna, we're gonna start with love and thunder because it feels like a lot of people have i think what three of you guys have watched Love and Thunder? Yes, we've all seen it. Yeah, yeah. So far, so I want to, I want to, I want you guys to expound on that. How was like, how was Love and Thunder, Mario? I want to start with you. Love and Thunder, it's okay. Um, I really loved uh, Thor Ragnarok when it first came out. Obviously, with Taika, I'm a huge Taika fan with all the movies that he's done, all the comedies, all the way down to uh, Flight of the Concords. And uh, honestly, I just thought that. The comedy overtook this one, and it wasn't enough of a balance between MCU and, and the jokes. And I think some of the jokes went a little mm. too far. Um, more so than I felt how I thought a complete story Ragnarok was. Um, so in this instance, yeah, to me, this is just, this wasn't it. Interesting. What do you think, Sly? What do you think? Uh, I do not like Ragnarok at all. That's my... Probably my Ooh, biggest sense of hot take. I, 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 hot take. 
You can say your shit know. about Star Wars. They have said this. this they have said this before on the podcast. I've said it before. I know people vehemently disagree, but to me, it feels tonally inconsistent. Like they took two separate movies and sliced them together and just shoved them into one. And it doesn't work for me. It doesn't feel like there's any sort of tonal arc or tonal consistency. It feels like either comedy Ow. or like drama. And it it just it didn't work for me. So I before watching Love and Thunder, I asked a friend who had already seen it. I said, Hey, I this is my feelings about Ragnarok. Am I going to like Lauren? Uh love and thunder and she said no absolutely not you're gonna hate it and that was the perfect setup because i went in expecting to hate it and i actually had a pretty good time (laughs) it felt more tonally consistent it felt more balanced there was the drama the deep the emotion and also the comedy but it felt like it was it was one package and not two separate things so i actually had a pretty decent time with it I think that what makes that work is that this feels more of a Taika thing than the other one did. I felt like he was putting his stuff mm-hmm. on it. But uh, personally, there are still things I just prefer in Ragnarok. I think it just maybe the people, the company that the movie has. Jeff Goldblum's fucking amazing. Um, but other than that, yeah, just still prefer Ragnarok. Frank, Frank. And Frank, you saw it with me. Yeah, I was right next to Mario this whole time, shoving my face full of popcorn. That's he was. Um, yeah. Um, I, I have some mixed feelings about this movie. I'm going to go with a uh, shout out to Jordan Deeb on Twitter. Uh, I thought the movie was kind of mid. Uh, I thought it, it just, it was too much. It didn't really know what it wanted to be, in my opinion. Like, it didn't really know if it wanted to, like, go, like, balls to the wall with the comedy. But then, like, the parts with drama, there was never enough time for you to actually process the drama because then it would just hit you with another piece of comedy right after it. Um, and then I just I just thought it was just I, I don't want to see Thor sitting there for almost a whole minute or two going <gasps> and like literally heavy breathing on screen while Jane Foster's on it. It just, it, it just wasn't entertaining to me. Like some of those parts were just kind of boring. And then like, I don't know, I think the best parts about it were Christian Bale. I think Christian Bale fucking killed it every single time he was on screen. He's a fucking amazing actor. Um, there was definitely some really good funny scenes that I that I was like hell yeah. But overall, I just it, it I didn't get that consistent like dopamine rush that you get from watching Ragnarok. There was just too many times where I'm just like yeah, let's move the fuck on, guys. Like I don't need to see Thor you know, heavy breathing on screen or Jane Foster stumbling on her words. I get it. I guess that's what love is. But like. <laughs> It gets boring after like the first five times you make that joke. You know what I mean? I will say one of my big gripes with this is people kept saying like this is like a gay movie. Like it's super gay. It's not gay. It's a queer story. Sure. But it's not super gay. And that's a very important distinction. And so like that was like it has queer themes. It's telling queer stories. That's true. But, like, I don't know. The way it was advertised as, like, a gay movie, I, I felt was way off base. Yeah. And then my, my main problem with it is, like, we shovel in Jane Foster faster, as just as fast as we shovel her right out. I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. She got, like, five minutes of screen. Like, that was more than five minutes, but you know what I mean. Like, she didn't really, she didn't really have much time to really 
do anything, in my opinion, in the whole movie. Though I did think the mm-hmm. Mjolnir shattering stuff was pretty cool, though. That was kind of sick. But that's about it, honestly, for me. Yeah, I I needed more from her. It's We love unaliving your female characters to progress the story of the male characters. Fun times. That's not a spoiler, so, I promise. So, so seeing... Or hearing this, B, what what are what are your thoughts going? Like, are you gonna watch this movie at some point? Well, my plan was to watch it. Um, I I enjoy the different takes that they've taken with Thor um, after Dark World because that was a I rewatched it recently and it was not a good movie. Um, it was just really bad. Um, we, we were on such a trajectory to watch all the MCU and the Dark World happen, and you're like, I'm done with this shit. No, I just I got busy. I I plan on getting back into it once every like the middle of August, once everything is cooled down again, I can actually start wa- um enjoying Marvel. Um but no, I just I wanna be able to like like I wanna definitely watch it once I've finished everything else. Um, mm-hmm. but no, I, I'm kind of interested to see where they take it because like, even in the comics, Thor was never really a serious, like there were obviously serious moments for him, but he's always kind of been like, I'm not going to say the butt of the joke of the MCU, but they always like, it, he's always been the, like the comedy. Like it's always been like, if you see Thor, there's going to be some <laughs> silly stuff that's about to happen. Um, and I feel like that's what Taika's like, it's like his take of Thor was because I know they took him to like a serious kind of route with like I'm not even gonna talk about that movie again. Um but no I'm I'm just the dank world. Yeah. I also think it's quite hilarious that he just completely forgot the fact that Natalie Portman was in um Star Wars. Cause he asked her, Hey, do you ever want to be in Star Wars? And she's like, Um, I've already been in Star Wars. And he's three, like, arguably, <laughs> arguably one of the most important characters in the Star Wars lore. And he's just like, Oh, oh, and then he's um apparently like in an interview, he's just like, Yeah, the moment the words just left my mouth, I knew I'd fucked up. And um that was it. Um no. Um I he also I mean, made a comment about I forget those ones exist. Yeah, he just forgot he just forgot. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. No, I don't blame him, but like, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just interested to see. I've heard consistently that it's either mid or just not their favorite out of any of the movies. Um, so I'm interested, but I'm in no rush to see it. There's other things to like. My group of people were raving. Everybody I heard from absolutely loved it. So it's so funny to hear y'all be like, "Eh, it's fine. I'm, yeah, I'm mean, glad we're on on the same wavelength there. <laughs> I, I will admit, like, visually and, like, everything like that, that movie's fucking great looking. Everything in that movie yeah. looks really good. It's just story-wise, it's just it's not worth the two hours for me to watch again. Good to know. Yeah, I, I've been looking forward to watching it, and after seeing everybody else's reviews, I'm like, can I just wait until it comes on Disney Plus at this point? At, at this point, yeah. I would say just wait until Disney Plus. Yeah, don't, yeah. I would say you don't have to go all the way to the theaters, buy a popcorn, and go see this movie. Just go just go fucking wait till it's the top of Disney Plus. I won't lie. It, to me, it's like your enjoyment can really extend to waiting for it to wait up, be on streaming or going the first weekend of a Marvel movie because that's when hmm. you have the, probably the most excitement with the group that you're with. But the later you go, it's like diminishing returns, but that's up to you. No. Yeah. I will say going to the 
open caption screenings. While it's great, I I will only go see open caption movies. Um, they're empty. Yeah, like I actually, maybe three people in a theater, I, and that's not a great Marvel experience. I know exactly when you went to go see it too, because I got like a notification on my phone that your tickets were up, and I'm like, did I buy tickets to Thor on accident? I put when I'm going to see things, I put it on the calendar so people. Yeah, but it's on the fifth. It. <laughs> it's on the fifth calendar, so I like. I'm like it's also in, on the after party uh, calendar. It's also on the Thirsty <laughs> Thursdays calendar. I'm like at work, and I'm like. Fuck, did I buy Thor tickets? I saw the captioning thing. I was like, oh, okay. It's like, no, Mario bought Thor tickets. <laughs> the cat, the cat, a lot of the captioning just reminds, for some reason, it reminds me of Stranger Things. And I remember, was it, I think it was Fee that sent me the, the, uh, the TikTok of like the different captions of like what they did in the Stranger Things show, mm. where it's like, they're, just, you very, know, it's very descriptive. Very, very descriptive. Very yeah. descriptive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna move on from uh, from Love and Thunder to something that we've all ex- well, well, three of us, I guess, the other three of us have experienced. <laughs> uh, Fee has tangentially experienced this um, uh, very thoroughly, and that is the quarry. Yes, I have. So um, <laughs> I've played this through this game once, and I went through movie mode as well through the entire thing in movie mode. So we we went through both the uh, on stream. I went through both of them. Uh, Mario has went through the game once. And then he dabbled into movie mode, which I get it's a big commitment, right? It's like a, it's six hours, six to six, six and a half hours. It's a six hour movie, okay. yeah. Yeah. So I I want to start with you, Mario. What did you think about the quarry? I think uh, in terms of the games that I have played from Supermassive since Until Dawn, uh, and that, of course, is mostly just Man and Medan. I dabbled a little bit in Little Hope. Um And Hidden Agenda was also by them. Um, I thought that was actually kind of a fun game as well. This is definitely the more open and actual uh, a game that is, I would say, uh, more than just making choices. You're actually doing a lot of activities um, in this game specifically. Not much, not a lot, but some. Just 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 enough to get by where it's sort of like you're exploring this uh, huge place, uh, this you know uh, campgrounds. Story wise. I'm still definitely more a fan of Until Dawn, but I love the ingenuity of using this sort of you know sleepaway camp uh, style story and the, the 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 type of thing that they're going against in it, which you you know which is the sort of the surprise slash fun of these games, right? Um, I will say I would love for them to start moving away from certain tropes, um, which I will only say in a in a, in a um, <clears throat> Uh, non-spoilery capacity but the the characters the actors that you get to play and slash murder are pretty awesome um of course we have david arquette is uh leading the cast along with ted Raimi and um ethan oh, supley and then a bunch of the young cast like brendan brenda song from <laughs> sweet life of jack and cody which is hilarious she's one of my favorite characters in the in the whole thing love um, brenda song Love loved her in this in this in this song. Yeah, Amazing. for some reason Brenda Song and both um, Ashley, um, what's what's her foot's from um, Disdale. Disdale was in the last uh, movie that they did too. So kind of crazy, um, but yeah, I love these uh, awesome, fu- fucking fantastic uh, horror games that are out that are these sort of like little stories. And so I had a good time. Uh, everyone died in my playthrough. Literally everyone died. <laughs> I can't believe I, I could accomplish that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Every single person. 
I will, I will, I will say this game See, is I'm very. In the same boat. I don't know how. I don't know how that's possible. This game, this game is very unforgiving. Uh, <laughs> with like, there's literally a choice. I'll spoil a choice real quick, and then I'll move on. There's a choice where the lady's like, "Okay, should I look in this bag, or should I go up there to my certain death?" And I click certain death. Yeah. <laughs> Just to fuck with it, I just want to see. Like, sure enough, she fucking died, <laughs> and I never saw her again. And uh, so I was on, on on that same on that same note. Uh, so so when I played the first time, I let chat just just decide everything. So oh chat god, all the decisions. Chat made it clear that they hate this character with a passion. Really, and so they they killed it off like that wow there was there wasn't even discussion there wasn't even discussion to say, i just want to say she died because i fell asleep because i fell asleep i woke up she was dead because i was watching it and i'm like you guys had one fucking job and you killed her i mean there there's reasons why it happened and i understand where they took it oh um, i get it okay. but at the same time, it's just like, why not? So the fact that everybody died on your playthrough yeah. is 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 yeah. flabbergasting to me. There's it's there's like, this game can be very unforgiving, and I'll tell you what. There's another part where. I was just trying to figure out how to save a specific character. I won't say who it was, but I kept making all the wrong fucking decisions. And then it was the one solution that you needed to keep them survived. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, there's some things you have to make. You have to make decisions. Like sometimes you have to maim some of these characters and it's, it's bad. There's a great uh, evil dead reference uh, in the game too, as well. And uh, you know, I, I, I applaud them for making it and being horrible fucking people because they killed quite a few, few people. I would love to watch Frank play this game, though, because I loved watching him play Until Dawn. It was so much fun. Yeah, no, speaking, of, speaking of that, I was going to say, I don't blame you because I remember very distinctly I saved everybody in Until Dawn, and then I got to the end where the little light switch yeah. thing happens. Yeah, yeah that's where a lot of people died. Yeah. yeah. I saved that's... everybody just to kill them. Yeah. yeah that, that, that last moment on Until Dawn, that last <laughs> moment is what I think gets everybody. Yeah. Because it, you kill off so many people. This game I didn't have that. I knew it would kill. Because they say, like, it's going to blow up. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, dude. Blow the whole house up. I don't give a shit. This game did, but the thing is, like, this game didn't have that, which was kind of cool. Because, like, everybody had their own, like, kind of, like, linear kind of, like, ways yeah. to go. Yeah. And I was, I was really happy that, like, it didn't go to like a last decision to kill a bunch of people. The only yeah. fucked up you're, thing uh, you're muted. You, uh, you, you muted yourself. Now you're, now you're you muted. you now unmuted and muted yourself again. I was not muted. Oh, okay, oh. I, thought you were, I saw your lips. I saw your lips moving, and I was like, okay, I think you're, are you talking. No, it was just like, <laughs> do the Italian soup thing. I love when I love it when Fee does a Robert De Niro impression. It's so good. This is it. It's so good. Uh. So so I, I really enjoyed this game. I thought th I think this is a better game than Until Dawn, mainly because I like the characters in this game much sure. more. The, it's Until Dawn is more scary. Like it's it's got more of the horror vibes to it. But I knew going into this game that it wasn't going to be scary. It's going to be campy as fuck. Like, I knew that going yeah. in. No that's how they... Is that a camp? Yeah. <laughs> You're in a camp. camp? It's going to be campy as hell, yeah. I'm surprised. Exactly. So, 
going into it, I love the little jokes. I love the interaction between like the characters. I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, um, the guy from Detective Pikachu. Oh, uh, Smith. Yeah, just Justin Smith. Smith. Yeah. What, yeah, what I, was going on with him? Like yeah, the entire time I feel like was... I feel like he was there and then he's not there. He's there, and he's not there. I don't know. It was kind of a weird performance. I, just, by him I took him opinion. as a monotone get goth kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I listen to the podcasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen that kid before. But dude, my favorite character of of the entire thing is Dylan. Dylan is the best character. Oh, that, he was fucking jokes and just. Yeah. On point with the one-liners. I I, 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 absolutely tr- I was it. trying to get him to fuck Ryan so bad, and I couldn't. I, I fucked that relationship up. I mean, there, but there's no fucking in the game. No, I meant to, to get together. together. I meant to get together. I mean, I mean you can't get them well, to I kiss. Mean, you could just say get together instead of fucking. I mean, you know, <laughs> everybody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we asked. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I really, really enjoyed it. I think two people died on mine. I think Nick died. Yep. And uh, Emma died. Yeah, those oh. those are the two that that died. For Got me. it. But, um, so, Fee, yeah. you you experienced this game in a different way. Oh, you sure experienced did. you experienced it as other people making choices and as movie mode. What 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 did you think about it? Um. Well, here's the deal. I decided to experience the game even after those two experiences. Ooh. Um, which was watching other people play and then deciding, like, you know what? I would love to see what happens at the end if you make other decisions. So I just went on to a deep dive one night. And um, I have thoughts. When I watched you play through it, it was very exciting. Because it was like, I, it felt like I was almost playing the game in a way because it was very interactive. We got to have conversations with you. We, it was a vote. Um, chat got a little heated sometimes, depending on certain things, which happened. Um, and then we, um, Crafty and I almost got into a specific argument because of said character when you went into movie mode. And we were just like, no, it should be this. And we're like, okay, we need to balance it out a little bit. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but, um, no, I think there's a few things that I really liked about it, and there's other things where I think they could have done things differently. Um, and one thing that me and a comment that I even mentioned in your chat, without spoiling anything, there was a lot of, there was maybe a little bit too much of a similarity to Until Dawn in certain aspects that I just was not particularly a fan of. Um, including specific things that may have occurred, um, or maybe specific I- people or it's, things it's, that we it's see. The, it's the big bads, really. It's the big bads. Yes. I feel like they're like really, bads. really similar. Yeah. The big bads were too similar, and I was just like, Yeah, we need a new. F- not- we need a new thing. I'm like, we yeah. need like because honestly, like we were taking guesses on what was happening, and I'm like. I swear to fucking God, if this is the Wendigo again, like, I, like, I get it, like, the Wendigo are big baddies, but, like, it, it can't be the, like, it can't be the Wendigos again, because it wouldn't make any sense storyline-wise, because they've been trying to consistently change it up with each, um, anthology, like, with the anthology series, with their other games, and they've tried to make it a little bit different, and so it was just, like, the design I wasn't particularly a fan of, mm-hmm. um, and then when I took a deep dive, there was just a few things that happen if you, like, let's say, pull a Mario and kill everyone off, or, um, you make other decisions, and it's just, like, some of them were, like, legit, like, okay, that's really cool, and then others just kind of fell flat for me, and I'm I think it's just more in the lines of I'm missing that magic of what Until Dawn was. Um, and 
the quarry was good. I the jokes and everything aside were quite interesting. I do feel like over the past few games, they have kind of leaned towards kind of like the teenagers in the woods kind of trope, like with Until Dawn and then doing this with the quarry. I would like to see some or sort of other setting in the future. But, like, So the other games have done that though, right? Like correct. The House, House of Ashes is a military one where you go into like a sarcophagus, like you go into underground sarcophagus and stuff like correct. that. So, And then Little Hope is going into a haunted small town. Uh, small town and it's got kids and it's got adults that that are in there as well but if you were to compare the two games until dawn and the quarry there's a lot of similarities and that's where those other ones are smaller and it like yeah they're they're much smaller a quarter of the size of what until dawn is if i'm correct yeah because like my thought process and for people who are fans of horror i think it would be fantastic if they got some ideas from things like black christmas which is a 1970s um, slasher film that was filmed in Canada. And I think that would be kind of cool. Mind you, they would have to find something different when it comes to the big baddie because that one seems a little bit too much like Evil Dead. Um, Mario, you know what Black Christmas is, correct? Yeah. Is it with kindness in this movie? No, it's something else with sister stuff. But uh, yeah. It's like, it's, it's like a sorority in yeah. the middle of winter. And then there's some supernatural aspects um and i think if they or maybe something like taking like some ideas from like like going a little bit more hardcore like taking hereditary mind you there's a lot of things in hereditary that i do not recommend in any sort of like game capacity um (laughs) but having kind of just like it was what i was missing i was missing kind of like the like oh my god moment yeah the soul of it there was a lot of things there that was great but some of the characters, I'm going to be honest, it kind of almost had, like, and what you like to say, um, Harv, and I consistently had to hear this for hours on end, is it had the Stranger Things effect, where it felt like there may have been too many characters. And oh. one of the characters just disappears! We don't see him for the rest, of, like, for four hours, we don't see this character again. Shocker, no surprise, he lives, but you don't see him anymore. He just goes out in the woods and then like oh it depends on if he lives or not it depends on correct your, your if he lives through. or not but in your gameplay he lives yeah. but it's not like we go back to him We're just yeah like... see that's that's where a lot of my problem lies with it. like i don't think it's a perfect game i think it's still better than until dawn but there are problems that this game has it's like we leave characters and we don't go back to them for like three hours correct and you're like like wh- wh- why what like that does that is that's, yeah. that's kind of weird there's a lot of things that could happen to that character, by the way, but, like, the way that specifically happened with Harvard's is, like, they stumbled out of the woods! There's a lot of other things that could happen, by the way, so that's not a spoiler, because there's, like, 20 different things that could there's happen. There's apparently 168 endings, is what I've been hearing, yeah. so I don't know yeah. if it's true so there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit that could happen to this character, yeah. but, like, the one that Harv got, for example, is he stumbled out of the woods crying. The end. And I'm like... Me. We didn't find him for four hours, but apparently just stumbled out of the woods crying. Okay. The funny thing, the funny thing, the other funny thing about that is that he was locked up. PTSD. The funny, other funny thing is he was locked up. He got out. And he walked out into the woods, and he's like, "Oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe what's happening!" And then he's like, "All right, man, gotta stop being a bitch about it." And then we don't ever see him again. Nice. And then it's like, oh, okay, okay. For uh, hours. Yeah. Hours. It's not just like, it's not like an hour or so. He had the stranger, you know what? He had the stranger things effect. Well, apparently you didn't kill him off enough, all right? You didn't kill him off enough. I do have a question about this game, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't played it yet. 
I will be playing it. I'll probably actually I've been trying to get my coworker to play it because she lives in a fucking sick ass high rise yeah. and they have like a 20 TV setup. I asked in, about like, that. Rooms. Frank, it's going to cost us money to do it in there. Is it? Yeah. Well, fuck that. Yeah. Nah. Nah. But anyway, <laughs> I want to play this with some friends. But anyway, uh, I my question being, and this actually kind of annoyed me in Until Dawn, is the reason why I don't like give it a 10 out of 10, is how predictable is the main killer? Because I figured that shit out like halfway through Until Dawn. Mario knows this. I was like, it's yeah. this they, guy. So, That's not the point. Bit. So this, yeah. this, for this one, they tell you the, who the main, what, what the... Like the whole the baddie is halfway through the game, they tell you what it is. Oh, perfect! So I don't have to play the guessing yeah. game Not at early. All. No. no, but but the thing is, there is an extra layer of story that's on top of it. Yes, yeah, you know like other than told on because you had the main killer, but yeah. then it was like a little bit deeper than that. Yeah, you yeah. know what? Uh, I, I'm going to explain it to you. It's like a supernatural episode, but six hours long. Yes. Oh, so they they spend halfway half of the episode finding this thing, realizing that it's the wrong thing, and then the other half of the episode fixing the fact that they fucked up the first time. Too close, <laughs> but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can say Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but I I I do like the uh, I do like some of the callbacks of the game. I I think the gameplay is a lot better. I know that people like I don't I don't know why people want this thing back where you have to keep the controller still. Oh, for for that. I was like that was one of the worst mechanics you could possibly put into a shit. Is that? I'll, or, I'll, uh, I'll gladly I'll gladly hold down A for a long period of time. That's the most oh, extensive. Yes, it is also yeah. multi-platform, so you can't do that anyways. So if you're using mouse and keyboard, how do you fucking leave that thing? Like you know, you, uh, you don't touch it. Probably <laughs> like keep your press. hand on the keyboard the whole time. How do they know you're touching the keyboard? <laughs> oh, who fucking knows, man? Who fucking knows? Yeah. So I think the core is a good game. Uh, I put out a review on it as well uh, on the channel, and uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a good good game. Good game. Oh, he's still there. I Frank freaked me out for a second there. I was like, wait a minute, this camera's down again. There, nope, he's still there. <laughs> okay, next thing we gotta talk about. Next thing we gotta talk about is Miss Marvel. We're going to go up to episode five because Sly has not seen episode six yet. So we're going to go right to episode. We're going to cut off an episode. We're not even going to talk. We're not, we're gonna not going to spoil anything. Think, yeah, yeah, he hasn't watched it. And Frank hasn't. And, uh, Frank hasn't watched it. Yeah. Sorry. There, so we're not, we're not going to spoil it or anything like that. So Sly, I'm going to start with you. What do you, th what do you think about Miss Marvel? I've been loving it. Like like we said, I haven't seen episode six. And that is because I, I don't want it to be over. And once I watch like the final episode, it'll feel like complete in my brain, right? So I, I'm putting that off till the last possible minute. I'm gonna have to watch it tomorrow. But I, it's just so fun. It's visually stunning. Like the way they play with the editing style is just so enjoyable the story is just you know it's a, it's telling a very specific story which makes it so relatable which is something that we haven't seen we've seen a lot of like super generalized big concept big picture stories and we haven't seen more contained stories so that's been super fun and i just it's the first Marvel thing I've been, like, excited to watch every week for the longest time. Like, the past couple projects, it's like, oh, I have to watch this this week. And not, I can't wait to watch it. 
So that's been great to have something that I'm genuinely excited to sit down for. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. But before I go, I'm going to send it over to Mario. Mario, what do you, what do you, we, have, we did a spoiler cast of it yesterday. That's going to go out next week. Yes. But just kind of top-level thoughts. Yeah, top, this is one of the best Marvel projects I think they've ever made. Uh, hands down, no, no cap. Uh, there <laughs> is wonderful... <laughs> I know that was going to make him laugh. Uh, <laughs> there's just, just so many wonderful things about the show in terms of just the production of how it's put together, how it feels very much like uh, the best way I could describe it is like Edgar Wright's Baby Driver um, in the way that that movie opens and then some of the flourishes that they do uh, mixed in with obviously Scott Pilgrim. Um, the thing that I think that they do really well is the characters. The family is one of the best families I've ever met in my life. Uh, the cast around Miss um, Marvel, Bruno, Nakia, and even Zoe at a small uh, point are all wonderful. Ryan, my love. Just wonderful, absolute characters. Um, and then the, the stuff that I think that, you know, is the service is, you know, it's Marvel still can't nail these movie TV show like uh, villains. But I think the show rises above it overall. I think having a weak villain, it tells its story. It, it makes me care about a culture that has always been portrayed kind of awfully in, in media. And I, I hold the precious now because of the, what I've learned and seen. So I, I, I absolutely adore it. And this show has dramatic ramifications for the future of the MCU. And, and not a lot of people are noting, knowing that. And then they're just going to get mad that they're going to get spoiled about something cool. So... Please just watch the show. If you're gonna watch an MCU uh, sh show, this is you it. watch Loki and this one. That's it. You don't need to watch Boot Knight. You don't need to watch the other ones. Just watch Loki and this one. That's it. Well, you just offended me and Fee. What's going on here? Well, the other ones don't have any any. They, they don't have any any effect on the or like upper MCU stuff. We're forgetting about a show or what? Forget about two shows actually. What if? WandaVision. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, the, 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 the WandaVision already has, a, like, I, I just, uh, yeah, but the WandaVision already affected Doctor Strange. So, like, I'm talking about going forward, like, going forward from now. I mean, I feel like what she's soldier. done is, like, still going to affect shit for yeah. a very long time. I mean, to be yeah, fair, okay. after watching Multiverse of Madness, it affects one movie, and that's really it. Nothing else changes that we've seen so far. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna compare it because it's not comparable. You just need yeah. to see the show. <laughs> like, I mean, I, we'll, we'll watch it. Event. I'll probably watch it eventually. You know, yeah. when when I'm bored. But uh, yeah, so so my thoughts on, on it. I think it's yeah. It's still. I think it's one of the best character-driven shows. I think the characters are awesome. The family is awesome. Seeing a depiction of um, of a Muslim community is freaking awesome, and uh, it kind of goes a long way to like show like. The people that created the show want you to know what a Muslim community feels like, right? Cool. Me, I am I am not Muslim. I am I am Sikh, but like I, I I understand because you could you could take our religion and put that or our community and put that right there. It'll kind of just you know translate. You don't it translates really well. Yeah, it translates yeah. Trans really really well. The family. The community, the the moss stuff, all that kind of stuff. It just reminds me of my childhood. It literally reminds me of everything that that I went through with my family and stuff like that. And it's just like it's awesome. It's mm -hmm. it is one of the best depictions of that. And like what Mario said, it's it, it it a lot of people were caught off guard because like seeing people seeing like a Muslim driven show in a good way 
is very jarring compared to what you see it in all other mediums, mm-hmm. right? Where uh, like where you see them in like terraces, terror shows, and all that kind of stuff, right? So like seeing this is kind of like, oh man, I did not expect this at all, kind of type yeah. thing. So, I, I do think the villains are, <laughs> villains are not great. <laughs> I yeah. will uh, like, I but I think the show how they handle particular world events and the, the how they uh, like how the character dynamics work kind of over proceed like it kind of overtakes all the problems that's vil- the, the villains and then yes the ending does tie into like more stuff that's going to happen later on which i finally have like it feels like we're starting to get a clearer picture of where this damn phase four is going at this point yeah because I, I've been lost for like the last, I've been lost for the last like four months. We're like, where are we going with this, guys? Come on now. <laughs> I, got, I got a feeling I already know what it is. Uh, I haven't seen anything on it yet. Luckily, I haven't been spoiled, but uh, it probably starts with an S and ends with the W. Um, I mean, actually, no, you, that doesn't you, end with the W, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, we know what movies are coming out. Oh, already, yeah, like, yeah. we know those movies are coming out. Ow. I just mean like. We know how, like, we kind of, we kind of are trying to figure out how we're gonna get there. Is what I'm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm more excited about because like, I we already know we're going to that area. Like they've already announced that movie's getting made, right? Um, or that show's already getting. They already announced it. Mm-hmm. It's just like I want to know like how we get there. It's more for yeah. where I am. All right, yeah. that's cool. I, I might I might give it a shot because um, I'll be honest. The only reason I haven't watched it is because I've been watching Star Wars. But we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Another game. Okay, so a game that we've been playing. A game that we've been playing. Fee and I have been playing this game. Ooh. And it is uh, Naraka. We've been playing some Naraka. We've been playing some BR. We finally finally got Fee into a BR, guys. Wait, that's how Fee played Fortnite. No, she's never played Fortnite. Yes, that's exactly the story that we're giving everybody. I never played Fortnite. No, she's played it once. I think she sure. bought the battle pass once. I think she oh, spent the battle about, pass. You shill? I think, I think she spent like six hundred dollars on it too. I think, if, if I remember Christ correctly. Oh, wow, oh. Her, you just yeah. took yeah. Wow, no, no like... I never did it. Um, no, absolutely not. Please do not get that slander on the internet. Um, no, I. Yeah. So I finally found a battle pass that I enjoy. Um, I was I we saw it during the June kind of. Um, hot gummer. Um, oh my god, hot summer gaming. My words. Hot gummer. Um, so we saw then hot, hot gaming summer. <laughs> hot gaming summer. Um, so we um, like it's been out for a while, but it just recently just got released to the west. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I would highly recommend it. Um, it's not like other BRs that are currently out currently. Rather than having like oh you have to find a gun and then just like shoot them up kind of thing. Um, it is a lot about being stealthy. It's about trying to find a weapon that might fit your style. It ranges from daggers, long swords, great swords. There's katanas, dual wielding. There are guns in the game, but they're not used as prominently. They have a pistol and a musket, but they have other um, things like a crossbow. Um, my favorite is the crossbow, probably, um, and the dual swords. Um, but yeah, it's a lot about trying to think strategically. Um, there are different types of characters that you can get. So it kind of almost reminds me a little bit of like League of Legends where you have to find a character. Like you, there's different characters. They have their own different abilities. The character that I usually use the most is Kurumi, who is a healer, um, but also has abilities to like raise your um, shields as well as your health itself. There's um, one game that this 
pretty much almost translates from yeah. from game to game, and that's Apex Legends when it comes to these guys because yeah. each each hero's got their own abilities. Yeah, and they all bring something to the table. No, Arv played a character that um, none of us enjoy, um, mostly because he just kept on going. Wow! Whoa! No, here you go. What? Yeah, what? When he found something. This is home improvement. Um, and it was so annoying. Um, it was very, uh, very, very, very frustrating. But there's a lot of different characters. There's different abilities. There's one character that turns into a terracotta warrior and just like wrecks shit up with a massive pole arm. There's one guy who is um essentially broken currently, and he turns into a four-armed essentially demigod and he just picks up people and just throws them around um which is absolutely stupid um but no there's a lot of different characters to play i keep on trying to convince other people to play um i always play with lucas we've convinced Luke, um, harv to play with us a few times which has been a lot of fun um and i feel like harv may enjoy it more because he's played different characters now other than the what, what? guy? What that, guy? He's just—I don't know. I don't like his ability. It's just like super speed after like you boost up to like your ultimate, and I'm just like, mm. and he just I, runs around really fast, and he's just like, I, try to catch me, and this is like, I got a question for you. Yes, of course. What's up? Uh, can I uh can I be a katana wielding gunslinger in this game? Absolutely. All right, downloading it now. Okay, yeah, you can get a katana and you can get guns at the same time. Uh, and so you can switch yeah. between two weapons, and then you have four. Um, you have four weapon slots that you can unlock. Um, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Also, grappling in the game is insanely satisfying because you can just grapple across different trees, and um, it does have a lot of like interesting mechanics where you can like obviously go stealth mode where you can hide. There's a massive tower that you can go to as well that has a large like medieval like one of those like sit down crossbows that but it's on fire and so you just shoot people with these massive ballista yeah it's a ballista that's exactly what it is <laughs> it's a ballista um but no it's um also the character creation is absolutely absurd um you can get the basic like you can get like the set standard there's three different um, like essentially looks that you can give your character and then there is a customization where you can customize them from head to toe it's absolutely crazy um and i wasn't told about the customization until a few hours into the game because lucas didn't want to actually um he he as he said i actually wanted to play the game and so i did not tell you there was a character creation holy fuck lucas that was top level that was top level right there dude that was when, dude lucas is playing fucking 40 chess over here we're playing yeah, he's, checkers five, he's five he's five head, dude. He's five um, and when i saw head. people i'm just like man there's people that are like pink and purple and he's just like yeah it's a dlc skin and i'm like okay <laughs> what a legend lucas fucking shout out to lucas dude that was so smart uh i i think i remember you guys saying that i think i remember you, yeah. you guys talking about that because oh, i God, just like I, I finally realized it because i'm like oh man there's like a plus icon and he goes dead silent like he was in the middle of a sentence and goes silent i'm like why is there a plus sign and he's like and I'm like, why is there a plus sign? Why is there, why is there a plus sign? And then I click the plus sign, and there's just this massive list from, like, entire face, look, your ears, eyes, face position, your lips, your, like, entire, like, persona. Yeah. Like, and that's when, that's when, that's when Lucas is like, I guess we're playing this next week. No, actually, I'm I'll, see, I'm I'll see y'all tomorrow. 
No, I actually really like the set kind of character looks. I The only one that I've really done anything with is Kurumi because I wanted to change up her eye makeup a little bit. But other than that, the characters are really good. Um, the, yeah, the characters I play are Kurumi and then there's Viper who is... Uh, yeah, she stuns people and it's a lot of fun. So yes, I would highly recommend it. I plan on playing it after the podcast. So I was yeah. going to ask, do you want to play some? Because I'll, I'll download it. I'll fuck around with it. Screw it. Yeah, I'm down to play it after Is the it crossplay? It, I mean, is. it is cross-play, yeah. I have it on my yeah. Xbox. Sick! Yeah. How, yeah, we, 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 how many, we were how many is this to a team? Three people. But we can swap out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it is, uh, it's on Game Pass, it's on Xbox. Uh, it, I think it's, I think that's where it is, right? I don't think it's on PlayStation. Is it on PlayStation? No. No, but PlayStation 2. I, I also bought the Battle Pass for it. You shill. Of course you did. Um... One like well, here's the thing. I'm currently like 56 <laughs> into the battle pass, like level f- um, 56. So I'm like, okay. I may as well buy it. And then with the amount of stuff that you get from the battle pass, I'm essentially already have enough to get the next battle pass. That's what they say about enough. every battle pass. But I actually have enough already. Oh my god. That's con. what they say about every one of them. That's oh how they get it's- you, Pete. <laughs> It's it's okay. So so for for a person that's coming into this game, that I was like, all right, I I wonder what this game is. It, for the most part, it's a really really fun game. Like it's it's got a it's got really really cool like loot system. It's got a decent yeah. loot system. I will say it's got a decent loot system. Not yeah. great, but it's decent. Um, I I like the um different weapons, the different arts and stuff like that you can do, and different kind of combos yeah. and stuff. Fighting is honestly probably one of the to me it's one of the weakest things in this game. Mainly because, like, I feel like half the time I have no idea what the fuck is going on when you have, like, seven people there. And you're just, like, you're just, you're just fucking, you're just starting throwing swords around and hope, yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly (laughs) how I feel like. And then somehow I got, like, six kills. I was like, I don't know how this is working right now. I don't know, like, how I'm getting this. But... It's still it's still satisfying, you know, doing the jumping and doing all that kind of stuff. It's 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 a satisfying game to play. Yeah. There, but uh, yeah, but I do have some of those kind of problems with it. Yeah. The thing is, it uses a rock paper scissors system. So, um, <laughs> your face. Um. So the best way to put it is like, um, like if I use my mouse. Um. So if you um have a press hold attack, that's considered like essentially rock. That one takes out um, the scissors attack, which is usually, like, the faster attack. The faster attack usually takes out, like, the um, dodge or specifically another type of variant. Once you, like, kind of understand it, it makes sense. However, there are ways to just completely wreck the system by just using your power-ups or being mindful of, like, there is a talent tree that you, like, or talent, like, area that you could go and you can boost up your character um and there's a number of other things as well also like thinking of like your actual team like build is also something you need to keep in mind because when we're playing it's always trios and so some characters might be better as like a solo um character like if you're playing solos by yourself there are some other characters that are best suited to be in a team there's one called justina who is essentially the best way to put it she's the elza of the game she freezes people um, on her team and then she heals everybody um, that's one of her um, ultimate abilities and so that's one of the things she does um, but it, yeah it's a it has a, like a lot of different things like there's a character for everybody um, and I know that's easy to say but um, I personally really enjoy it like I said and all the characters and the arts like they have their own type of path so when you first start playing them you can boost them up so they actually get um, a new different abilities 
Um, and the art style on that is fantastic. Like it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, it is like bl um, black on white paper, kind of like ink style, like very traditional artwork. And it is a very, very pretty game. Like it's a stunning game overall, especially for BR. This cool. game just this game just makes me want to play Neo too. To be completely honest, God. You know. yeah, it's the same kind of style, like style, like the like the world is the same kind of style. So yeah, but yeah, it's a good game. So yeah. about halfway downloaded already, so it should be finished by the time this podcast is done. Also, I just have one gripe though. Whenever you change um, outfits for some of the female characters, their boobs jiggle every single oh, time you switch out different I'm, characters. I mean, that's, that's the battle pass now. That's, that's oh just, my that's, god! That's, that's, that's it's it, Fee, What did you expect? It's it's a it's like like a, a Japanese style or not Japanese? Is it Japanese or is it Chinese? I think it's Chinese. It's made by a yeah. Chinese company. Like, uh, let me just see here. Um, no, it's made um, from a company in Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah. We're all wrong. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump into something else here. Um, before I'm gonna go through my stuff really really quickly. After uh, we go through uh, um, Frank's uh, is Frank is Elden Ring the game of the year? It's gonna be. There's nothing else to that's actually gonna fucking come close to it. Uh, maybe God of War Ragnarok if it can somehow manage to be part of the Game Awards. Um, I don't think that's gonna happen, uh, considering like how late it is in the year. I mean, uh, you got till, they got till December, right? For Game of the Year? No, it's fine. it's like mid-November. Yeah, oh, is it so, mid-November? Yeah, so I don't. I, I actually haven't checked, so I don't even know if it's there. But uh, I mean, the only one I think would probably even come close to, and we're just guessing. Obviously, God of War can probably be fucking terrible for all we know, but I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> but it's probably the only thing that'll actually like maybe even come close to Elden Ring. Uh, not saying Elden Ring is a one hundred percent perfect game because it oh, fucking no. isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my main gripe with all the souls games and i thought they would hopefully maybe mitigate it or fucking fix it in this game i understand you know the hitboxes are a little bit funky in these games they always have been and it's fine i can deal with that because eventually you get so fucking good at dodging things that they don't even hit you anyway however there are some monsters in this game that i'm just like you are the absolute level of fuckery that i dis despise in these games and one of them being is that enemies still do that dumb bullshit where they choreograph an attack and you're like, oh, he's winding up for something. Okay, cool. And you dodge at the last second, then they go, nope. <laughs> they they, oh, they yeah, yeah. micro-adjust at the last fucking second. Yeah, I, I hate I that shit. That, yeah. And of course, the hitboxes are fucking sometimes god-awful. But other than that, I'm having a fucking blast with this game. In terms of just like an open world that feels more alive than anything, I think this game actually comes out on top. Now, it, it's not like Skyrim where you can go five feet and find somebody to get a quest, right? But I feel like the way they sometimes do these quests are pretty damn good. I still think they need a journal for a game this big. It makes sense in the Dark Souls games because, like, when you look at the maps on there, a lot of them are just really big straight lines, which is fine because that's how that's designed and it's perfect for that design. However, in this game that is wide and I can just kind of go wherever I want at any point, which I have been doing, I've been taking a lot of advantage of being in places I shouldn't be in the story yet. Um, it, it gets a little confusing when stuff happens and you're like, oh, did I did I do that? Something that like you just don't know why that stuff is happening. Right. Okay. Um but I think like just like how we talked about it earlier, just discovering things like I will do something for somebody and then find them 10 hours later and be like, oh, shit, hey, it's you again. What's up? How you been? What have you been up to? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. 
that I think is really cool. The world feels like stuff is happening, even if you aren't necessarily the one making it happen. And I really, really like that. I like that more and more, more so than like, let's say like Breath of the Wild, because a lot of people take Breath of the Wild and say like, oh, this is the pinnacle open world. Me and Harv have very similar thoughts on this, where I feel like the world isn't that alive. I feel it's empty. Yeah, it's I empty. feel like Breath of the Wild is very empty. Whereas Elden Ring, as big as it is, I never felt like anything was not placed for a reason, right? Like, why is that bridge broken? Oh, it turns out you can get up there and get an item. You know what I mean? Or why is this area kind of look weird? Like there's a cave in there. Oh, it turns out there is a cave in there. That's the cool shit I like in video games where you can kind of explore, but you know that something is there, right? Like off in the distance, like, oh, I can go check out that mountain really quick and see if there's something hidden in between it or something like that that's cool and just like just the discovery about it is pretty amazing um combat wise i'm enjoying it like crazy um I, i'm doing the katana wielder i created a character named hurricane hank and i am fighting everything and if it has a fucking boss like bar i am fighting it um at first it's a little hard um it's very hard at first because uh, you got to learn a lot of the I had to learn a lot of the like the stuff I learned from the original Dark Souls games back again because I didn't play Bloodborne. I did play Bloodborne, but I never got through it. Um, yeah. And I beat Dark Souls one. Good luck to asking me if I remember anything I fucking have. I remember there's a dragon. That's all I remember. Um, but yeah, uh, so going through Elden Ring, I kind of wanted to, you know, pay attention and really kind of get the story of what's going on. And yeah, combat wise. I, I think it's still pretty decent. Um, it still has that same uh, Dark Souls jank to it sometimes where like, you know, sometimes it just does stuff that I don't want it to do. Or maybe I pressed a button again on accident and it did something that I didn't want it to do in the middle of combat. Um, but I feel like they've given you enough resources in this game that no boss is impossible. Yeah, no boss is absolutely impossible. If you're not ready for him now, come back later because you will be ready later. There that's, are times the, where... that's the selling point for me for, for yeah. a lot of these things. Yeah. Yeah, like, and what's beautiful about this is it's never really a stopgap, right? Because you you never feel like, oh, shit, well, now I'm stuck here and I have to get through this in order to, like, do anything, right? You can do whatever you want. You can just go fucking explore for a few hours, level up, come back, and you're ready to go. You're not necessarily stopgapped in any of these little areas and stuff like that. I like that a lot. I think that's I think that's really good. The map is really good. The characters are voiced fucking beautifully. I don't know who who at FromSoft is doing. He's getting these voice actors, but they are fucking top notch, dude. Yeah, From Software gets the best voice actors in yeah. video games. Yeah, they just find people yeah. that like they just find people all over the world to like come voice these characters, and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh the 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 horse mount fucking amazing i thought i would need an upgrade for it at least down the road i turns out i don't really need shit for it it's actually just that good um i can't wait to actually just play new game plus and just try a bunch of shit but harv knows i'm still going through it i'm 100 hours in exactly funny enough uh and i i think i'm still I, I still have a good chunk of the map that's not there so and i've seen i i've been to an area on accident because teleporters that's the thing too teleporters yeah. will just push you into places you don't you're not supposed to be so i've seen other areas like later on and i'm like oh shit i still got like maybe another 50 hours left it, it does the genius thing of like it gives you the map and as you start getting map fragments the mm, map zooms out it gets bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and at one point i was like there's no way this game gets bigger right like i have yeah. i have like 
I'm like 70 hours in. How does this get bigger? And then it got bigger. I was like, oh, come on, man. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm going to explore everything, man. But yeah, I would say it's going to be game of the year. It's it's 100% going to be game of the year. Um, I would say, depending on how God of War is, 95% game of the year. Right, uh, God of War might 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 censure, but I think Elden Ring is too. I think I think Elden Ring is too ingrained in terms of like everybody, even the memes love the memers love love the game. I like the game. You like the game. Everybody likes fucking Elden Ring. Just played Elden Ring, so I don't think I don't think they're gonna have much of a problem this year at the Game Awards. But anything can happen. Also, I bought a Gandalf pipe just because of this game. Here, here we go. So you can't really see it because my fucking they It's a long ass Gandalf <laughs> pipe. You know what I mean? So I hit my Gandalf pipe while I'm at the bonfire, listening to Melina talk about her bullshit. She's not there anymore. I'm kind of sad, but hey, you know it is what it is. At least I got Bach the seamstress monkey. Oh, speaking of which, did you see my rant in fucking in general about the the bush monkey? The bush monkey or oh, the guy that tailors your shit yeah so i met a, a monkey early on who, who got turned into a bush and yep. then i like found that another monkey later on who was just he got his ass beat in a cave and i'm like is that the same monkey because they don't really he says to come back to the bush to so he could repay you but i never went back to the bush so i don't know if it was the same one yeah because yeah. if you progress the story you get you get better uh sewing materials and then you can like do better shit Fuck yeah. I, I just passed 325 hours in Elden Ring recently. So, I it is, yeah. That, yep, it's a good game. It's a good, yeah, game. It's a good um, game. I'm glad that it's, it's coming back, you guys. Coming back to the podcast. Yeah. Elden Ring is coming back. <laughs> um, so, I just want to uh, go over a couple of things that I played. I played, Bioshock, I'm sorry, I played Bioshock 1. I am about halfway through that game. It's my first time ever playing through it. It's a good game. It's a good game. Uh, the hacking is terrible. But everything else of it is, is really, really good. I like the story. I like the, the vibe of the game. Uh, I like the combat. The combat's actually really, really fun. And it feels very, like, res like resource-heavy, which I kind of like, of, like, how, how they did it. Uh, I, I'm saving all the little sisters. So that's so they're, they're, they're going to survive in my playthrough. The only and, way to play that game. Yeah, yeah. I killed one just because I wanted to see what the animation looked like. Jesus Christ, like, child murderer. <laughs> I just wanted to see what it looked like. I was going to see what uh, I just want to see what child murder looked like real quick <laughs> in, in Bioshock. <laughs> um, and uh, I finished up the Cuphead DLC yesterday. Oh hell yeah! It is uh, about three hours long. Uh, it's about eight bosses. It is very. It is crazy how far they've gotten with their animation compared to like the first world. It is nuts. To, nuts to see. Nuts to see. Have you seen so, the TV show? That's no, awesome. I pretty nuts looking too. I haven't seen the TV show mm -hmm. yet. But, uh, yeah, for 8 bucks, you can't go wrong, right? As long as you own the base game, 8 bucks for the DLC. Really, 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 really good. Um, I'm, we're going to kind of blast through this a little bit, I think. Uh, also, Sly, the game of how many jobs you can apply to and not getting a single response, I know how that one feels. I know how that oh, one yeah. feels. Yeah. I've been playing the LinkedIn the handshake, the indeed, the Washington jobs, all of them. You know how many responses I've gotten? Zero. It's a great game. Try, uh, have you walked, tried walking to establishment and, and giving them paper and just being like, please give me a job? There's literally zero establishments within walking distance. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> also, a lot of places this one now. is like a 15-minute drive. Yeah, also a lot of places now are just like 
we only take resumes online and then that's it yeah uh, saves trees guys um <laughs> saves trees <laughs> fuck them trees i'm trying to get a job save trees stop covid <laughs> save trees stop covid exactly more trees there are less covid there is right <laughs> so what we <laughs> what we've been watching mario what is our flag means death what is that oh man our flag means death is a comedy series on HBO that uh, I didn't hear a lot of noise about until I started watching it, and now all I hear is noise about it. It's all all over TikTok, um, all over other places as well. But it is a show about uh, pirates on the sea, led by um, oh my god, I forgot his name. Um, he's Girl the Depp. he's the werewolves uh, guy in How we Met, What We Do in the Shadows. Um, he's also the manager from uh, the Flight of the Concords, uh, Rice Darby. Rice Darby, that's his name. Uh, and he leads this Merry Men group, and they're all not very great pirates. And Blackbeard shows up, played by Taika Waititi. And it's fucking hilarious, silly, and gay. And, and it's a great time. Um, I don't know what to say. Sly, you, you, you made a noise immediately. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Um, Our flag means you're just exposing how little you watch of my other content. I don't watch a lot. We talked it. about our flag means death literally every week. On a, we'll throw the after party because Marissa has wa- rewatched it like every week since <laughs> it came out. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list. I know I'll like it when I get to it. Um, but it's the kind of show I wanted to not watch because I felt like I had to for sure. like content. Yeah. So I'm saving it to when I'm not watching like 5 million shows for content. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's basically just a ragtag uh, people that are not really great pirates that get in really terrible situations that cause them to do piratey things. And it's hilarious. It's rated R. It's funny. Um, it's dirty as hell. Uh, it, of course, has some really fun relationship building between both the, the uh, two captains, one being Blackbeard. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's definitely a show I recommend, uh, pretty much to anybody. If you just like watching those like weekly story, like one-off episodes that are also connected to the grander story. Um, and, uh, crafty. <laughs> crafty, that's a good one. Uh, crafty said, is it rated R or rated R? Oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, it's very good. And, uh, it's a show that I, I honestly think if you need like a good comedy show, it's, it's really fun. Nicole has a appearance in it and, so many other celebrity guests make uh, fun little cameos um, as pirates, and uh, you can't go wrong. People get brutally murdered <laughs> really quickly in the show, and it's really funny. Nice. Yeah. I don't like some brutal murder to kind of cap off your weekend, eh? Straight up. There's a character that has, like, a bunch of husbands, and she just brutally murders her husband at one point. It's really funny. <laughs> so good. Also, doing it in a comedy way. Yeah. Better. It's oh, so even better. so funny. So... Uh, Fee and Frank, you watch The Boys. The Boys. Yeah. Fee, I actually want to know what you think about The Boys more than anything. Uh, well, here's the thing. I don't know if you guys know this, but Fab Five Freddy told me everybody's fly. Oh, and... fuck you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> DJ spinning. I said, my, my. <laughs> Now you gotta do the whole song. Now you gotta do the whole song. You do. You see that song? (laughs) Everybody's fly. Um, I. Oh man, the best way to put it, 
is the for context they brought my favorite winchester brother um onto the show <laughs> as soldier boy and i'm gonna be honest that rendition of um, rapture by blondie was the, like had the same energy as the outtakes of supernatural when they decided to let jensen ackles um play out his eye of the tiger lip sync fantasy that's good um from like season three yeah where he just if you haven't seen it by all means you should watch both because it has the same fucking energy it is fabulous it's fantastic mm. um it is it was great like i thought it was great um i think they went a little cool i'm like tarantino a little bit in some regards um if you don't know what that means um there is a, a lot specific, of death there's not even that um there is a specific type of blood in hollywood called tarantino blood and they used a shit ton of it this season mm. gotcha. um, and they went full force um and they i felt like they pushed a lot of specific barriers um or had a little bit too much fun in some regards um you could say it felt like it was being pushed into my face a little bit if you understand mm. that reference um there's some crazy shit that happened this season oh, yeah. um and that is me being very candid and very um pg about it um it is i felt like it took some characters where they needed to um mm. yeah especially the female um if you don't know who the female is um kyoko um her character we got to see a lot more of her this season and we got to see like her sides of certain things which was really interesting and i felt like it was a good time to do that because she was a silent party in season two obviously um and that's no pun intended by the way don't come at me um but we I didn't, didn't even get to... i didn't even catch that god damn it um god damn it but there's a lot of things there but the introduction to soldier boy was just fantastic um and his i'm not going to go into what ha what he does specifically this season but it was great um i think obviously there were some times where it wasn't so great um mm -hmm. but um i felt like there was a lot of areas where could, um, they went a little bit too above and beyond just to kind of get like the like scare factor kind of like or like in the uncomfort factor, I guess, um, if that makes sense. Um, it is really interesting to see that like um, Eric Kripke, um, who is a director on The Boys, actually did Supernatural as well. And so that connection to Jensen Ackles, because there was an interview recently where Jensen was just like, man, the moment I heard that he was doing the show, I thought, like, man, there's another, like, Kripke show I have to watch. And um, there's a lot of things in the show. And he talked about the fact that, like, when Kripke knows what makes you uncomfortable, he will push that envelope. Um, and that was what happened in specific episodes, and one in particular. <laughs> it's, had... uh, it's funny because I was watching an interview. I, I don't know if you guys know who Michael Rosenbaum is. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I watch the show. Yeah, he, yeah, his, his uh, I think it's what what is it, what is it called? Beneath, I don't know, between something. Between two friends. No, no. It's, um, I know what you're talking about. It is a podcast. Yeah, though. it's a podcast show. Yeah, and uh, Jensen was on it, and he was talking about it, and he's just like, I think when season three ended, they had like this conversation. It, it's when Supernatural ended or something like that. That conversation, he had a conversation with Kripke. He's like, Oh man, the boys are doing really good. Like, man, I, I would love to be, you know, just have like a cameo or something like that in there. And he's just like. 
just waited like six months and then he wrote like an entire script for him mm-hmm. so like he was he was the person that he wrote the script for which yeah. is kind of cool to that's see. awesome um no i think it, like i said i think it was really well done um it definitely oh god how do i not remember the name of the show just one second here i love i'll do fan for you i love the little easter egg up between the supernatural show and the boys being robert singer i think mm-hmm. it's yeah. so funny um same actor and everything yeah um it it i'm gonna be honest this season made me miss um peacemaker mm-hmm. oh shit i forgot peacemaker happened yeah <laughs> I, miss, I miss peacemaker as well yeah, I know. Put Jensen in fucking Peacemaker, dude. He would be a treat on that show. Man, also, he just looked fantastic the entire season. I'm just <laughs> oh, yeah. Say it. 100%. Um, he can definitely rock the, the superhero look. Someone's gotta, someone has to pick him up for a superhero show or something. Yeah, so they, it's, hasn't it's, picked called up the, for it. it's called The Boys. Yeah, but they The Boys it. isn't... Like, this is like it. Par- it's, We're it's done. It's a parody of it. We're too late. This is it. I hope the CW would pick him up for a super... He was on the CW for like 20 years. <laughs> I mean, like, other, the other shows, right? Because you would sometimes he's see cameos in between TV shows. He's supposedly working so, on like, a DC project right now, so we'll see. Yeah, Because well, he's, he's always going to be Red Hood. He's, yeah, he's currently, he's currently working on um, the Batman animated series. Like, he's mm-hmm. voicing Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yep. he's going to be doing that. Um, yeah, like... Um, um, Frank said he did Red Hood, um, and now he's he even talked about it on the interview that he was um, recently on that he's currently doing the voice of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a huge rumor a long time ago that it was um, between Chris and um, Chris Evans and him for Captain America, and obviously that that one that t- that that's a weird like, timeline. John Trzyski as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, the podcast is called Inside of You. Very good podcast. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's so, a great name. Yeah. God, what a fucking name. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, but no, he even said, like, I like even if, like, I was considered, they wouldn't have been able to deal with my, like, my schedule because he was doing Supernatural at the time. Like, yeah. they couldn't take him out of Supernatural or, like, hold the freaking entire, like, MCU just so he could do Supernatural. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, re- I am looking forward to season four. Yeah, um, because there's going to be some crazy shit that happens in season four for sure. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I love this season. I think it was pretty good. Um, I think this is the first time I ever really kind of got used to the week to week basis thing, where like you come back every week and you just kind of come back to the show. Uh, I thought Jensen Ackles was fucking perfect, the Soldier Boy. I I want to pre- I want to preface this though because I forgot I wanted to say this before I said anything. Um, I, I we are so fucking lucky that there are competent writers for the boys like show like given they do some bullshit like the whole hero gasm thing wasn't as bad as they were making it out to out to be um it was way overblown they're like oh man it's gonna be the craziest thing you ever see on tv i've seen fucking crazier it wasn't that bad um no i thought the first season like the first episode of the season was way worse than exactly uh, hero gasm like i was actually like not gonna lie i was expecting crazy shit and i know Mm -hmm. like for like i'm i'm gonna be honest for conservative america that was crazy shit but i'm like it's called herogasm for a reason like there was supposed to be some crazy crazy shit and it was we were following the marketing and it was like oh this is gonna be the craziest episode ever on tv or anything blah 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 and i'm like this is pretty vanilla like to like most standards 
but yeah, besides that, like it was it was fucking great. Like uh, the, the comic book of this of this show baffles me because it is absolutely dog shit in terms of just writing. Everybody is terrible. Nobody is written well. There is literally no fucking character arcs. Uh just one episode one episode of the series or the season made it for me and that is a, a character gets tortured at some point right uh Kifi knows exactly what i'm talking about and it was that one episode is what better written than the entirety of the fucking boys comic series and that's saying something because there are some good episodes in here and it, it like oh man we're just so lucky to have something like source material that is absolute utter dog shit be made into something that is actually really fucking good um and then of course like i said jensen ackles brilliant uh the the guy who plays homelander still fucking got it even though he's crazy and tried to attack a bar bar guy somewhere i think he went on i think he tried to attack somebody i don't remember what the hell he did he got arrested uh but he that's that's a homelander thing i guess and everybody else was pretty good huey actually kind of was like one of the bigger parts of the season i think butcher was barely there most of it um they kind of more took the show and i kind of respect that because Honestly, like people like Huey, Starlight, uh, the female, uh, Kimiko, and like all those other people had more of a spotlight this season. And I really respect it because we really got to kind of flesh those characters out a lot more than we got to see in the last two seasons. Well, we got to see one particular character, and I'm not going to specifically spoil it because it became like a massive thing for the second to last episode to the point that I ugly cried. Like Mm. when that, I'm like, there was specific things that happened. And I was just like, this was one of the best ways to explain this particular character like i it was um and i'm not going to spoil it for anybody but it was a character that they didn't really go into for three seasons and then like all of a sudden you're getting all of this and you're just like wait a second like this is making so much sense and then it just like it hits you like a mac truck like it was it was honestly it was devastating and it was so well written and i was just like this like, if there was anything out of the season, like, this scene alone was just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And it was really well done. DM me that character, because I'm, I'm I'm wondering who you're talking about. Because I thought yeah. I knew who you were talking about, but now I'm, like, kind of confused. Yeah, just one second here. Um... I'm still on season two. I still haven't still... watched after season two. <laughs> I'm still on season two. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I would say this is honestly one of the best seasons of there. Because it. I feel like season one and two really kind of like really kind of sat on the idea that it's just like a gore like gory show whereas the season kind of more delved into the characters a lot more than they did in the previous seasons um i sent you the message by the way oh yeah no okay that i thought that's why i thought you were talking about yeah you're right 100 that character finally gets their comeuppance given i want to i want to spoil their their identity in the comics but I, I i will talk about that later like when we're off the podcast Oh, I know because I've, very I've read thing. some stuff. Yeah. I've okay, so you stuff. know you know that char- who that character is in the comics, but it's like totally different. Correct. So yeah. yeah. Sly, what is persuasion and bad buddy? What is this? You don't know what persuasion been uh, is. Persuasion is a Jane Austen novel that <laughs> Netflix did a movie that released today mm. based on. And oh boy, is it a movie? <laughs> um, it's it's something. It's <laughs> it, well, it, 
okay, well, it is. Give me how many tacos out of five is it? Like, like a half a taco or like? It's, I would give it um, maybe two tacos. How many, two and a half? How, how, many sister okay. tra- how many traveling pants out of five? <laughs> how many pieces of the it traveling is, pants is it? It's like simultaneously trying to be like farcical and taking itself way too seriously to successfully do like the trope of a farce right um there's a lot there that i enjoyed there was a lot of potential right and some of the characters were so spot on in characterization that i was like wildly impressed about right but the main character was completely like they completely changed her character and personality and not for the better it they they made some choices so like besides the like main character being completely misrepresented it it was pretty good (laughs) um there are some there are some choices that they made that i went that's a question but we're seeing this trend in like regency era period dramas that they're trying to be bridgerton without understanding (sighs) what bridgerton is like like bridgerton is very specifically purposefully anachronistic right that's their whole thing here the problem i had with persuasion is they acted like the viewer wasn't intelligent they didn't trust the viewer to understand like the themes of that story. So they belt you over the um, head with it. They oh. dumbed it down or completely reduced any like complexity in like the narrative. And uh, yeah, it was something. I would say if you want to get really drunk and watch something, this oh, is a yeah. great wasted movie right like it's fun it, there it's enjoyable it's a regency it's it's austin right um but i think i needed to not be sober to watch it as All a right. as a chain austin expert myself um i, <laughs> told, I was just <laughs> what I've never seen a Jane Austen film. I've never read a Jane Austen book before. So not a single Austen. Nope, not a ever? single Austen. No, wait, wait, wait. Prejudice yeah, Austin. Have you never or... seen Clueless? Oh, I have seen Clueless. Yeah. So there you go. Clueless is an Austen. Yeah, yeah it's, Austin. it's based on Emma. Is everything just Jane Austen? Mostly. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, Jane Austen. Yeah. Basically. Is You've Evil seen Dead just Jane Austen? Yeah. You've seen so many things that are probably inspired by Austin that... Anyways. Is she related related to Stone Cold Steve Austin? No, she's not. (sighs) Sad day, dude. Sad day. You know what? That was a a choice. That was a choice, you know? It could have been so much better. What's Bad Buddy? Uh, Bad Buddy is uh, Ty Biel that I'm watching because... JJ and I do our weekly live, right? Thursday, Thursdays. Yeah. And while we're on hiatus from 911, we wanted to uh, force each other to watch 
at some of our favorite shows. So he's watching Transplant and I'm watching Bad Buddy. Uh, and I, it's, it's so fun. I'm so excited. It's, it's like a Thai drama BL and, um, it's on YouTube. I, it's so hard for me to not just like binge the entire thing right now. I'm going to try to like space it out and watch one episode a week. Uh, but yeah, it's like a arrivals to lovers, college, West Side Story AU, kind of, is how I would describe it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm having fun with that. Okay. There's a universe? Wait, is there a West Side Story universe? Um, no, I just mean, like, it, like, it has West Side Story vibes. Oh, okay. I thought you said West Side Story EU, and I was like, extended universe? AU. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, AU, okay. Alternate universe, close enough. Got it, okay. I was like, they got got an EU for everything now, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) I just need a yes or no answer from this slide. Yes or no answer. Okay. Hmm. Is the weekend virtual Jane Con just a Jane Austen con? Oh, gee, with- yeah, it's a Jane <laughs> oh, okay. Austen convention yeah. happening this weekend <laughs> that I'm very excited about. Um, I, I missed the uh, first like couple premiere videos, whatever, because we're doing this. It's fine. I'm gonna watch them as soon as we get off. But yeah, this this weekend there's a whole virtual Jane Austen convention happening, and I am. So excited, y'all. <laughs> they really said this weekend is for Sly and Sly alone. So much content happening for me. I know Harv's buying a ticket, the oh, Jane Austen Expert. It's over free. Here. It's on YouTube. There you oh, go. You can just watch it. There you go. Oh, man. So that, means, so that means I can I can finally see what the what the pants are all about. That No, I mean, different. Tell me what the pants nope, are. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not the wrong movie. <laughs> Hey, is it Sister Charlie Pants for Jane Austen? No! Oh, wait, hold on. How is Sister Charlie Pants the, not the one thing that is Jane Austen? Because women can tell more, more than one story. I think more than one woman can tell a story. Exposed live on camera, the Jane Austen expert over here falsified his claims. Sly, I'm very excited for you to tell us next week all your findings at Virtual Jane Con 2022. Oh my god, I can't believe I I legit thought that was a Jane Austen book. (laughs) I I have the entire Jane Austen collection. Let me grab it. Oh, oh my god, I'm so, I feel so down. Actually, you know what? I don't feel bad. I don't. I don't, I don't fucking, you don't know about Jane Austen. You're, the, you're, not the, you're not like the Jane Austen expert or anything like that. We just exposed you. Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. While Sly is doing that, the Parks and Rec, great show, right? Absolutely fantastic. Um, I've been going through some buck. stuff recently, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to um, find some consistency by watching a show that I've watched 10 times. Um, and so I wasn't really feeling like watching The Office, which is, that's a huge shocker, but I was just like, you know what, I need Parks and Rec in my life, um, because sometimes in where some areas where The Office is lacking, the Parks and Rec just was consistent, um, after, like, where The Office went a little bit awry, um, like, awry after season seven, Parks and Rec was strong from season two up until the finish, um, so it is a, a fantastic show. If you haven't watched it already, um, definitely would highly recommend it. 
Um, honestly, unless you really want to know um, how um, Leslie Nope meets her best friend, Anne, um, you can, you don't really need to watch season one consistently, uh, like, or at least if you're doing another watch through. Um, there are a few, definitely some quirky episodes, especially when they had representatives of Venezuela come because that was their sister city. Um, but it was very, like, it's overall really good. Um, the characters themselves are really well done. The entire cast is really strong. Um, and, um, it kind of makes me miss mockumentaries like that. Um, especially with things like The Office and Parks and Rec. Like, that was a very strong time when it comes to like when it came to like actual like sitcom comedy um and just overall just like a different like way to introduce comedy in a like essentially a 22 minute um way um and so it, I, i'm definitely it makes me miss it but no i just really wanted to rewatch it um i just the most recent episode was the snake juice episode if you know what snake juice is um it is essentially rat poison um and it is wild um it's apparently a kalua based mixed with a shit ton of other drinks mixed into one and just a bunch of sugar um and people just go completely awol uh but no um it's just like it's like it's i consider it one of my comfort shows and so i was just like i really just want to put your your parks and rec is like my friends or seinfeld that's really what it is i yeah, put it well, on I mean, the background I've, and i just watch it i have parks and rec in the office is usually yeah. my comfort shows um, I was almost tempted to watch The Good Place, and I'm like, that's not a comfort show. That is a comfort show <laughs> up until a point, and then it's just like, it's just sheer depression. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to avoid this that. Is, you know what? This is us as a great comfort show, right? That, that's yeah. what I wanted to watch. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to murder that, that pressure cooker. Shout out mental illness. Shout so out pressure th- So this Jane Austen book, is this all the books? So these are all my Jane Austen so far. Because I lost all my books in the fire, right? So this is what I've rebuilt so far. And I have another copy of Pride and Prejudice on the way. Pride my best friend is. Okay, that's what I... Okay, okay. Pride and Prejudice is Austen. This is my unannotated copy. And then my best friend is annotating a copy for me. I have Northanger Abbey, because it's my favorite. I the have... close to Downton um, Abbey. um i have all her um early works in a collection right and then i have the complete works of jane austen which has the seven so it has sense and sensibility pride and prejudice mansfield park emma northanger abbey persuasion and lady susan all in one there you go crazy and it's as thick as my face so that's my current austen collection I have to ask, Crazy. Frank, is the Necronomicon as big as that Austin collection? Yeah, oh, I was gonna shit. say you are. You're reading the Book of the Dead, so like, what, 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 <laughs> what's going on here? Frank's got some so show have, and tell. I have two books of the Dead's right here. Um, we'll, let's we'll, we'll come back to me in a minute when I finally when I get the other Book of the Dead. But I bought a Kindle, um, so I've been reading books uh, on the go. Uh, I, I started reading the Necronomicon, like the history of like, you know, where like H.P. Lovecraft fucking made it up and bullshit, stuff like that. Um, about 100 pages in. It's pretty good so far. Uh, it talks about some of the like Sumerian kind of mythology with it as well, like where some of it was inspired from and everything like that. Um, but I, I, it's, it's currently off screen because you can't see it because I'm, I'm in fucking Elden Ring right now. Uh, just chilling at a bonfire, smoking my pipe. But um, there, 
in in another room in another dimension there's a on top of my playstation 5 which is collecting a hell of dust right now um there is Not even a, a playstation 5 at this point <laughs> yeah there is a uh i have one of these uh you can't really see it because my camera is going crazy but uh put on yeah, your chest I have, yeah i have a oh yeah can't you put Bam, right there. I have a uh, Necronomicon from Evil Dead 2, a replica that I got from Sideshow Collectibles. Probably my second ever Sideshow Collectible. Um, it looks really cool. I like it a lot. It has some problems are, uh, that I don't like, which is uh, my only complaint is that the pages aren't as, like, razzle-dazzled as, like, they look on the like the the storefront page like they're they're really kind of torn up and like kind of crinkled and everything like that in the page and they're very like it looks like somebody like took a told the computer hey wrinkle the pages at least just a little bit at the edges and it did that <laughs> so it looks too clean inside for me to uh to to really kind of like I would say it's 100 percent the best yeah. prop but i'll be perfectly honest with you i bought this to literally sit like on display because if you if you're an Evil Dead fan, you see the Necronomicon, you're like, holy fuck, that's the Necronomicon. That's basically it. You don't even care what's inside the book. You're looking at the face of it most of the time. Um, but yeah, no, I've been uh, like, I I got a Kindle. I've been enjoying. I'm gonna I'm gonna start reading more. I feel like there's a lot of like I have a lot of downtime from when I'm like riding the bus home and like during my break and stuff like that. Like today, I just jumped on. I like went to the roof of our of our job and I just sat there, ate some Chick Fil A, and then just kind of, you know read a book i mean but yeah that's what that's what i've been oh i've been leading i've been reading uh the lost hero percy jackson uh the, the sequel or prequel i'm I don't very know excited about for yeah. you to read i i haven't read percy jackson in maybe like nine years <laughs> it's been a very <laughs> it's been a very long time i was reading this one i'm like i'm glad that i don't really need a refresher because like i i would 100 percent be down to read the five fucking books i would have to to catch back up but I, I think I kind of get it already, so I'll, I'll keep you guys informed on that if it's as good. And we're getting a Percy Jackson TV show soon, from what I hear. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it's better than the movie, because the movie was dog shit. The movie was terrible. Rick's actually involved in the show, so I have oh, so much Oh, fuck yeah. All right, we're, we're good. None, yeah. of that, none of that movie bullshit. The movie, the movie, <laughs> the actors were okay. It was just the story was terrible. It was rushed. Uh, we never got any of the cool scenes from the book, but that's like every book adaptation when you think about it, right? So, yeah. Sly, how's the world of Teen Wolf? Oh my god. <laughs> I've read a legitimately atrocious amount of Teen Wolf fanfiction this week. I'm not proud of it. I, I just hyper focus on reading all of the works of like a single writer on AO3. It's it's a problem. Uh but Teen Wolf is Teen Wolf. I just finished season f four, so I have two more to go, right? Um <laughs> sure, it's, sure. It's, it's it's like <laughs> such I like craft how you said, food TV. I, I like, yeah. I like how you said, yeah, we, we you know season, season four I got two more to go, right? I'm, Sure, yeah, you got two to go. I, I think so. I think it's. I don't know. I've never I, seen I the show in my life. I wouldn't know either, but you sound like when I was watching Supernatural in the middle season. So I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. We're getting to the point where I don't, I haven't seen the rest of it. Um, So it'll be like all new, not even like vaguely, like, oh, I vaguely recall that single shot from an episode. Um, But yeah, no egregious amount of Teen Wolf fanfiction. It's 
fine. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. I, I have only one question, and that question is, does it ever tie back to the original Michael J. Fox Teen Wolf movie? I just want to know if it ties back. That's oh, where it comes from. It okay. It's, it, it comes from the um, stupid 80s movie that they made okay, it to. So like, it's kind of like Scream got one too, or just like, here's a new TV show based on the movie. But it's but it's like, what if it was uh, not 80s and more like dark and scary people die? This one was like, he wants to play basketball, but he's a werewolf. Like, that's all the movie is. It's so good. <laughs> We do have one character who he just wants to play basketball, but he's a werewolf. There, yeah. there's yeah. that. Um, there you go. There's your no, mod but right there. I did read. I I read one fic that was like, uh, San Diego Comic Con, like AU, yeah. where they had a fictional TV show that oh. was like the Arrow of that universe. Got you. Um, and they had Jackson Whitmore which is a character on Teen Wolf played by Colton Haynes. So Jackson Whitmore was an actor who played Roy Harper or Arsenal on the fictional TV yes, show. Yes, and yes. I lost my mind. Hell yeah, dude. He's a good actor too. Actually. Yeah, I, like, I, love, I liked I like him every him time he was on Arrow. Very underutilized in that show. Very strange. Um, Fun fact, there was another Whitmore who was on Lost named Charles Whitmore. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is the Necronomicon for for the, the uninitiated. Uh, I got it out of the packaging. It is uh, it has pages. Oh, oh, you can't see it! Damn it! Uh, my camera's not gonna let you see the pages. Good because it's DMCA anyway. Sideshow will probably sue me or something. Uh, but yeah, no, it's huge. It's pre it's pretty it's pretty damn big. This is me next to my head. And I got a big ass head, so yeah. Don't uh, kill some of the dead. Oh, yeah. I am. This is gonna be great. It smells bad though. It smells like latex. As a squishy face, you can squish the face. Uh, anyways, um, let's go into what we've been listening to. I know it looks like Fee has been listening to the Stranger Things soundtrack, which is probably a good segue into Stranger Things itself. Um, have Sly, have you watched Stranger Things? Do you watch Stranger Things? I'm not going to. You feel free to talk all you want. About it. <laughs> so. I think only three of us have watched Stranger Things, and I think I think that's how it's probably going to be. Honestly, I don't think Frank's gonna watch Stranger Things. Dang. I'll give it a shot at some point. If you if you guys set up a watch party, I might watch it with you guys. But yeah. that's a commitment. That's a, it's commitment. a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good season. Good season four. They did a, they did a decent job this season. Uh, this this podcast is sponsored by uh, Animes by yeah. FaceRig Virtual Camera. I tried to sh show a picture of uh, <laughs> the original Teen Wolf, and I couldn't do it. So give me a second. Um, uh, Fee, go ahead. Talk about Stranger Things. It's a great show. Yeah, no, it's like it's was really really well done. Um, I don't know if I agree that they should have just had the last two episodes split up by themselves. Um, I mean, the anticipation and also everyone's love, um, as you may or may not know, there is currently a cult currently being built. Um, it is based around our Lord and Savior, Eddie. Um, yes. and he... F off, Harv. I know He's he dead. only got... I mean, what? Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm sorry, everybody in the chat. Dare you, dude. Eddie? Um, How are you gonna badmouth Eddie, dude? Ah, okay. uh, it's Eddie. Okay, well, here's the thing. This show has become such a phenomenon that a song that came out in the 1980s has now become number one hit, um, which is Running Up That Hill, giving, like, God, it's insane. 
Like, the amount of now, like, she's won a bunch of awards because of, like, um, it's, like, Guinness World Record for being, uh, like, the oldest song that specifically was, did not hit number one when it was first released, but now it's considered a first release. Like, it's now number one. Um, so, like, there's just, it's, the soundtrack, like, I'm going to just specifically, like, focus on the soundtrack for, um, just for a moment. Um, sorry, running up that hill. Um, and it's insane the music itself was really well done the amount of commentary and conversations that people are having about the music um also um shout outs to metallica for being like fuck you you can't gatekeep our music because it's for everybody um because a lot of people were um getting up in arms and saying like oh if you don't know like you need to list off uh three other songs by metallica other than uh, uh master of puppets and then metallica's just like shut the fuck up like everyone should be able to appreciate the music but no seeing the success that um kate bush has been getting has been absolutely phenomenal i i love kate bush and seeing that and hearing that consistently on tiktok i'm never gonna get bored by it but the characters themselves i know like harv and i sat down and talked about it and we need to sit down and talk about the second part um but there were a lot of great moments in the show and there were a lot of areas where i'm just like was there a need for this? Um, which is a whole other... Um, it's a completely... Like, it's one particular... I, I didn't agree with Harv originally. The more I think about it, I agree that a specific um, like story arc did not need to exist. And Harv knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, if you've watched it... Um, Russia. Yep. Yeah. It Russia. literally did not need to exist. It led it to nothing. To yeah, it, it led, led to, nothing. to nothing. Other than the fact that they have captured a few um, like creatures from the Upside Down, and then that's it. I'm sorry, that's not even a spoiler because that's from. What did I just hear? Oh my yeah. God, Russia's involved in the in an '80s thing. Jeez. I mean, yeah, it's. I don't know. There's just a lot of things there that I'm just. It didn't. There was a few story um like there was certain points where I'm just like, oh man, well we're not gonna see this character for forty five minutes. Sick. Like, uh, and that's also kind of what I was mentioning earlier when it came to the quarry, is just there were certain storylines that I wanted to see more of and others where I'm just like, I really wish we weren't spending this much time with them. Mind you, I love all the characters, don't get me wrong. Um, but at the same time there was just I it kind of fell slightly flat in certain cases. Um, but no, I think overall they did really well and i'm also really happy that they brought up the fear factor in the show um it was needed um they really need to take that extra step and you could definitely see that they definitely took it and ran with it um so i'm really happy but yeah i know harv and i have talked about it at length what are your thoughts mario uh, I think the show does a really great job of connecting its story all the way back to its first season. I think that the show itself uh, has made probably one of the best versions of Freddy Krueger than Freddy Krueger has been in the last 20 years. So I think that uh, with that sort of reverence for that type of monster, I, I'm happy to see a new one uh, exist and thrive. And I'm excited to see what continues the story of uh both 11 and her friends and what's going down in the upside down so yeah. very much happy about it no. um i i have a question for you too um there have been talks of spinoffs 
Um, no, please don't. Um, well, okay. I feel like what might happen is it's going to be essentially what they originally were going to do. I think it was with Halloween where they had, it wasn't, yeah. yeah. We don't talk about it, um, but it did exist. It's a good movie. Evil, evil dies tonight. I mean, no, not that one. Yes. Nope. <laughs> oh, um, wait, isn't that Halloween three? Is it? Yeah, people yeah, like pe- people like Halloween three now. I don't know why people are pretending. How <laughs> fucking dare you? you because, not you specifically, Mario, but people who like Halloween three, you well, should not be around. It's because people Jesus. are really like. Yeah. Apparently, it's cool to really like anthologies, which what Halloween was supposed to be was supposed to be an anthology. Yeah. And so people are just like, ooh, different. Um, but no, I think no. Overall, I'm kind of hoping that they, like, obviously, I don't want them to do anything with Hawkins. Hawkins is over. Like, whatever happens in Hawkins stays in Hawkins. And then they find some other, like, creepy being in a different, like, universe. It doesn't need to be, like, I don't want it to be, like, I know it's going to be connected in some capacity. Maybe it's another world that's connected to the Upside Down, and we find out the Upside Mm -hmm. Down is actually part of a sandwich. Um, But who knows? Yeah, I was about to say, like, how... I'm going to call it right now because it's probably going to happen because, you know, ideas are devoid of any kind of, like, inspiration or any kind of thing. But yeah. in, like, maybe 10, 15 years, you're probably going to see a uh, spinoff series where it's the right side up. More unlikely. Wait. <laughs> That's just Earth. <laughs> everything, everything in the world is inverted. Okay, cool. <laughs> Look at no, what the fuck! It's gonna, it's gonna be things from the upside down coming into the right side up, and it's gonna it's gonna be the opposite of what the show is. That's how devoid of ideas we are in this that, in this that, world. That's called Stranger Things. <laughs> no. Maybe 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 we'll get a show that's just based on the people in the upside down. That's what I'm saying. It's just Stranger yeah. Things, but the opposite. Yeah. They're just like. Oh my god, look at that world. It's so bright over there. And they have like a whole story or something like that. Yeah. I, I'm ready for this show to be over, honestly. At this point, I'm glad the next season is the last season. I don't want I really honestly don't want anything else from this from this from this universe anymore. <laughs> I, I've hit I think I've hit my Stranger Things limit. Because like I like the characters, it's cool, but like there's only so much you could do with the bad guy, honestly, at this point. I think I, th- I think we I think we know where where they're going with it. So yeah, damn! I can't wait till this. Can't wait till we get a spinoff of Stranger Things and it's just all '90s shit. That probably be next yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so. uh, but yeah. So that that's that. Um, also, Fee, you have what, what was this? Ode to Billy Joel. Ooh, that's Billy Joy. It's Joe. Oh, Billy, Joe. Joe. Billy Joe. Okay. That's Billy Joy. Why does it say Joy? It's been there the whole time. No, I. I swear it said Billy Joe. No, they ever did. Yeah. No. Anywho, anyway, uh-huh. it's Billy. Okay, it's Ode to Billy Joe. And so I'm gonna take you back. It's 1967, and currently, wow, fuck off. <laughs> No, okay. 1967. I'll take you back to 1967. Yeah. So, there's... How old were you at that time? I was not even semen. That's how young I was. Okay. 
Um, let me tell me what kind of world 1967 was. <laughs> yeah, time traveler, please. Traveler, yeah. tell us what tell us what life was like in 1967. Was the milk oh. still in bags? <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> Can you hear me? Okay, cool. Everybody can hear you. All right, cool. You go ahead and continue. What was going on in the 60s? In the 60s? Yeah. Tell me about the old timey 1967. (laughs) Okay. There was a song at the top of the charts. It was All You Need Is Love by the Beatles. And there was a specific song that took it out of number one slot, which was Ode to Billy Joe. So, (laughs) let me explain. Let me let me explain a little bit further so a few weeks ago i decided like i like was interested in listening to like there's a few things that need to connect to this so there's a song called when the lights went out in georgia which is considered a southern gothic um it's sung by reba mcintyre and i heard a rendition of this a long time ago and i'm like this is a fantastic song so i decided to listen to that song and one of the recommendations was fancy also sung by reba mcintyre which is this a, is a different Reba McIntyre that's not in Tremors, right? Just want to make sure. Is it the same person? No, it's the same one. Yeah, it should be the same one. Okay. Same one. So yeah. she's a sing- she's a country singer. No, I know right? that. I know. No, I'm just. <laughs> I heard "Lights Go Out in Georgia" with like "Last Train in Georgia." I, again, didn't think it was the right um, person. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. So she sang a song called "Fancy," um, which is about a girl who turns eighteen. Her mother's broke. Her like her child brother is essentially like starving and the mother's just like i've essentially given your name and you're going to be going with these men and you're going to be living this life in the city and you have to make a name for yourself and so that's the the song fancy her name's also that i digress so it was just like okay i'm kind of interested i decided to go on a deep dive on that song and then find out that she's not the person who wrote the song and i'm like that's pretty interesting and what's also quite interesting is the person who originally wrote it has never met reba just does not not interested she just does not want to like she just doesn't she has not introduced herself she like they've tried reba's tried to get in contact with her and she's just like no um her name is bobby gentry um she came in and she wrote this song called "Ode to billy joe which is considered as she puts essentially a study of um oh my goodness it's unconscious cruelty so the entire premise is a girl coming being called to dinner and there is a topic of a uh, a boy named Billy Joe. Why are you laughing? You don't laugh at Billy Joe? No, on, this is nineteen. This is nineteen sixty-seven. Crafty Gabriel. Oh, he's still no. talking about Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Anywho, okay. The song is about. Um, oh my God, I cannot handle this. Is a family who live in the Mississippi. And they live near a place called the Tallahatchie Bridge. And unfortunately, the night before, Billy Joe jumped off said bridge and is now gone. Oh, fuck. Oh, rip. Straight rip. But the thing is, 
there was apparently some odd things that occurred where he was seen with a girl and they threw something off said bridge before this happened. And so this became a huge phenomenon back in the 19, uh, like in 1967, because people had a conversation of what was thrown off the Tallahatchie bridge. But the entire premise of the song is unconscious cruelty because it is a girl sitting at the table listening to her family nonchalantly listen. I'm talking about Billy Joe jumping off the bridge, not realizing that the girlfriend of Billy Joe is sitting right at the table and it's their daughter. And the daughter is sitting there like obscenely sad about the fact that she lost her significant other. And so it's an idea that like people are just completely oblivious to other people's pain. And so the conversation of what was thrown off the bridge rather than, man, it sucks that a guy jumped off the bridge. It was a consistent conversation for weeks of what was thrown up to the point that there's a movie. There's apparently a movie called The Ode to Billy Joe, which like, I'm just like, what is happening? So uh, I, went deep this, dive. I went through this entire deep dive of like these like, I, like synopsises and like conversations about this per one particular song. And she did this like rendition of it on the BBC and she, it's just a story, like a, like a Southern Gothic narrative song. And it is insane, like not insane, crazy, but I mean, like, it's just, it's weird to think that one particular song caused such a, like a conversation and stir. And then all of a sudden in the late seventies, Bobby just left. She just like disappeared and she has not been in the public eye for decades. And she's not interested in the public light. She had a few other songs, obviously fancy and a number of other songs. And then she just drops out and ghosts everyone. Like she had concerts, she ghosted them and just has not been on, like she's not interested at all. And so, yeah, that was my um, story of Ode to Billy Joe. Um, but it's a very interesting topic because it's just like, what a phenomenon that happened. Because like, it's not also not even a song that people are like, obviously we talk about the Beatles all the time, but there's a, a singer who took out the Beatles for like the top spot and it had like this huge like conversation conversational piece. So yeah. You could currently rent right. the Ode to Bobby Joe on Google Play, Apple TV, Voodoo, Prime, everywhere. So it's uh a movie that has Emilio Estevez, I think, in it. So came out Is in nineteen seventy. Uh it has a thirty three on Rotten Tomatoes as a six point five. So that's up to you. That is totally up. <laughs> that is totally up to you. No, the song is really good, and I, I'd be sixty-seven. Hell of a year. Nineteen sixty-seven. Hell of a year. Wow, man! I can't believe you brought us to nineteen sixty-seven so vividly. Thank you, Fee. Thank, you're welcome. No, I just <laughs> thought it was really interesting. I took like I just went down. Well, that a is actually kind of interesting. Yeah. No, no. I actually, that, that's super interesting, especially when something has like other media attached to it, and it's just kind of like yeah. something that kind of. Not really come and goes, but like something that is one thing and just like blows up into like here, many other things, right? Yeah. I have a thing for you, Fee, and this is I want to hear the report. Fee, yep. just listen to all of the music from Jeff Buckley, but do not look up Jeff Buckley. Um, here's the thing. Fuck, you already know, don't I you? I already know Jeff Buckley. Fuck. I um Lilac Wine is one of my favorite songs of all time. Okay. Um absolutely phenomenal a friend of mine um introduced me back in 2011 and yeah um absolutely heartbreaking yes um, everyone look up jeff buckley that's fucked up yeah also just like get drunk and listen to lilac wine it's it's a real good song guys shout out <laughs> to that so All right, Fee, i want you to watch the wizard of oz but at the same time i want you to listen to the dark side of the moon 
and report back to us if right. you if if your mind is kind of fucked up afterwards. Just you know, just you get hyper drunk. Actually, smoke weed <laughs> yeah. too. Why not? Yeah. Oh, I bought my first record. Oh, what was your first record? Um, so Beyonce. I used to have a lot of records. Do you think it's Beyonce? <laughs> it's a random artist. <laughs> it's it's is it, the, is it the 1967 signed ode to Billy Joel? <laughs> it's it's a fucking it's a pressed copy of Jensen Ackles singing Blondie. Man, I wish all of that. I wish. Um, no. Um, no. So I used to have records. Well, I didn't used to have records. My grandfather used to have a bunch of records. Um, and then I saw one. Like I was at a thing called Valley Village. The only person who probably knows what Valley Village is is the person who walked well, away. What are you talking about? I know what Valley Village okay, is. Okay, well, I didn't know you guys. Weekend, I, didn't, yeah. I don't know. We just had a whole conversation yeah, about Valley. Canadian shit. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, it's like a, it's no, like our Aldi, bro. There was a <laughs> album there that brought back a lot of memories, and so I bought it, even though it's kind of like it's in a hard like the case it itself like is a Aldi. little bit. <laughs> It's Sorry. a little bit worse for wears, um, but I bought the um, the um, record for The Sound of Music because I was just oh. like, yeah, I used to watch The Sound of Music every year with my family. And I'm just That's like, cool. you know what? I'm going to buy it. Um, even though I don't have a record player, um, do I plan on getting one? Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. But no, I just thought like, you know what? I haven't bought one before and it was not an obscene price. And there was one guy who was scalping all the freaking records and I'm like, I'm just going to take this while the guy's looking away. I also think he may have had it in his save file, but I'm not going to, like... Unsaved now, motherfucker. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> snooze, you have lose. a good one, bud. Like also, my... people... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, people don't usually mess with, like, a 6'2 woman um, with heels on. They're That's just fair. like, mm-mm. Fucking nah, kick man. him in the face. No, no. Um, uh, by... I have a suggestion for a record player for you, though. So whenever, whenever uh, I'll I'll DM it for you because it's the one I usually recommend for like anybody who's getting a new one. It's yes. pretty fucking nice. You should send me the link. Yeah, uh, my record collection started with Batman the movie, so yeah, it's, it makes sense for there to be a movie related thing to start your record subsession with. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like we need to put all these nuts into Frank's mouth so we can. Yeah. Hell yeah. Talk. Am I right? Oh my god. <laughs> wow. If you know what Aldi is, shout out. Shout out to. Shout out to Aldi. Oh my god. <laughs> Harv, kill us. <laughs> yeah. We are. We are dead. Yeah. I would like um, to play rock. Yeah, so this is my, my last thing is just Coke Studios. It's one of the um, it's a YouTube channel that I think people should go check out. A lot of the end credits uh um things from uh from Miss Marvel is from Coke Studios. Uh a lot of the songs from from the end credits. Uh it is a Pakistani channel, YouTube channel that uh does that puts people on like it 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 gives people a platform to sing their songs and stuff like that. And like they do the whole set design and everything like that too. If you look up Coke Studio season fourteen, it is like the set design is awesome. The singers that they bring are awesome. It's just really, really, really well done, and uh, I recommend. Yeah, I really, really recommend uh, season fourteen because they they go ab above and beyond uh, for for these guys. So I very. Have... I'm not gonna try to pronounce it. Very cool. It very cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. So how's uh, um, how's life? But yeah, that that's all we got for um, 
for what we've been what we, what we've been listening to, what we've been doing for the last little while. Um, yeah. We're back for the summer now. We now expect us to have podcasts every week, mm-hmm. starting here. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna be putting some new changes for when it comes to our YouTube stuff and all that kind of type thing too. Uh, more streams on the channel as well uh, going forward. So, but I'm very very excited. I'm very excited to see where uh, where we go from here. Hell I've been yeah. looking. I've been looking forward to this podcast for the, for the last like three or four days. Hell well, yeah! Yeah, dude. which obviously a lot of things came up. Just we just got really busy during that time. Um, yeah, honestly, so. that's honestly what it was. Uh, you know, I think we took a break because of the summer game stuff. By the way, shout out to uh, to the Pip crew for that. That was fucking good. All, all your streams were amazing. And six one indie. And six one indie as well. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of more life stuff in general. Just like you know. Sometimes we got home from work, we were like, uh, this isn't the time. This isn't the day. But yeah, glad to be back. Glad to hear you guys talk again. Glad to see what you guys have been up to. Um, yes, V, that is the song. That is one of the best songs it's they have so on season four. It, it's so good. And she, she, she's uh, the person that sings. Her name is Shay Gill. She's an, it's, she, he found her on Instagram. And so she was singing a song on there, and he wanted to bring her to Coke Studios and uh, do it like the set design. There's there's another song that I want to put in there, but um, but yeah, no, I am I'm I'm very excited to see what happens this year for for us and Pip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to see what kind of what kind of shows we're gonna bring to uh, the plat to to the to the channel, and uh, some of the reviews that we're gonna be doing as well. And I'm very very excited. I'm very excited. Woo woo. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But, but on that note, yeah, that 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 is our episode fifty-two. Thank you guys so much for hanging out tonight. We appreciate you guys like crazy. Uh, if you guys like this, uh, if you guys like this content, go subscribe to our YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/pointinprogress. If you guys want to watch us live, we're at YouTube.com or uh, Twitch.com or Twitch.tv. Oh my God, I can't even I can't even say it. Twitch.tv/slash/pointinprogress. You can watch it live there. Uh, interact with the chat, all that kind of stuff. Let's go one person at a time. Mario, where can everybody find you? Find me at uh, the penultimate conquest where you could see all my stuff. I worked with them recently on Thor, Love, and Thunder. It was fun. But really, you can find me here, of course, at the Point in Progress podcast where we do all fun things, including MC University, which is uh, finishing up season one. And then Twitter, THT Mario Rivera. He's back to the Mario Rivera. No more night mute. Night mute. mute, mute. Yeah, night, night mute city, city is 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 dead. <laughs> it's dead. It's dead. Straight yeah. dead. I, fucking, I took him out back and shot him in the fucking <laughs> was, fucking dead. Look at the flowers. <laughs> Figure people would under the exact flowers that he is holding. Sly, where can everybody find you? <laughs> you can also find me on MC University. We. We're going to have a great time. We have so much exciting shit coming in season two. I can't wait for y'all to see I, it. Uh, you can. The timeline, the X-Men timeline that we're creating is going to be hilarious. It's I'm very excited. Get... Nuts. Wait, there's more plants. Every time I look at you, there's another plant. Um, you plants. can also find me uh, live on Twitch every Thursday. 
day for Thirsty Thursdays with JJ, uh, where we're talking about fan fiction and TV shows and all the stuff we're doing with the gaping hole that 911 has left in our souls. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Welfare the After Party every Saturday at 8 Eastern, where we're talking about Only Murders in the Building, Miss Marvel. Uh, we'll be talking about She-Hulk when that's coming out, all the pop culture goodies, and the other half of all the shit I watched this week. You can hear me talk about tomorrow. Yeah, this is also where you can find out Fee and Sorkin's Secret Reports and I have you. Fee, I'm going to go to you last. You're going to keep holding those things. Uh, uh, you're going to work out. <laughs> Gandalf, where can we find you? I don't know this like what is his name Bil- Bil- Dildo or what fucking what his name is Lana. Uh, Bilbo. Bilbo. Dildo Baggins. He knew it wasn't Dildo. You fucking freak. Oh, <laughs> <Like an> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me uh, at at Twitter at uh, at the Frank GV where. Uh, yeah, I uh, I post clips of Elden Ring, talk shit about video games, and uh, you know that's really kind of about it lately. I've been so busy with work. I actually like my job a lot. It's pretty nice, um, so it's been pretty sweet. So I've been kind of more invested in that than anything. But uh, yeah, no, it's been pretty good. Um, yeah, go check out my Twitter. I talk a lot of shit about video games, and you can find me here at Point in Progress again, where hopefully we uh, we will have some crazy projects on the horizon soon. One hundred percent. Poison Ivy, where can people find you? Oh, but you can find me in Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> what the, the fuck? Pipe. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it for Poison Ivy. Thank you so much for uh, oh, for uh, coming to coming to the show. That was a whole. <laughs> that was a whole story. Wow, I can't believe we got the whole Poison Ivy lore in that like split second. That was great. <laughs> that's so funny uh, <laughs> yeah no you can find me over on twitter.com slash ceramics um someday when <laughs> yes the after credits scene <laughs> um <laughs> no um once my life is not absolutely bonkers and i'm spending like 10 hours doing things um for work um i plan on doing some streams again i know i keep on saying that but things been getting crazy everybody um so yeah i definitely have some like since we're gonna get into like the fall season i want to play some comfort games maybe some spooky games um but yeah that psl season guys yeah we're getting into that psl season um and also just probably want to start playing more naraka probably just because i've been consistently really liking that um and hopefully by the time when my life isn't absolutely bonkers, um, I'm still playing that game, which I probably will because, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to just jump in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm As sorry. Xbox says, jump in. Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> just threw me for a loop. The boo womp. Uh, but yeah, you can find me here on Point in Progress. You can find me on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash beer and the hair gaming. You can find me at beard and the hair everywhere else. But yeah, we're going to have some more content coming out on the channel here soon. Yeah. I'm very, very excited for the next, uh, at least for the next six months. Very excited yeah. for the next six months. 50 more episodes of Point in Progress. Oh, man. You know what, everybody? Once um, they release the um, best collaboration of all time, which is Dead by Daylight um, meets Attack on Titan, I'm just going to buy oh, yeah, everyone's right. skins, and we're just going to play that. I'm going to buy everybody's skin on this 
podcast and we're gonna just play it. Mark it, mark it, mark it, mark it down right now. We're gonna play two games of Dead by Daylight and then that's it. We're gonna be like, you know what? It's Let's go back to Naraka and that's it. That's it. That's, that's no, it's gonna be gonna me go. and Fee playing it for like a week and then we eventually give up. Yeah. Because one of the, the characters, if one of the characters is dressed like Sasha, I'm like dead. I'm just. They got like eight other characters, right? Because it should be ten skins. So. Yep. Well, Sasha Banks. I think we got what we got. Uh, she's not Sasha Banks anymore. Zach, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Aaron, and like another thing. Yeah, Dwight's the character. Uh, shout, shout, shout out to Attack on Titan, which I still got. I'm watching okay. Parasite, by the way. Why are you, are you watching, watching Parasite? Parasite? The movie? No, no, no the no, anime. It's no. the anime. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. I, I, I promised chat that I would do it, so I have to finish by Monday. Oh, do you guys know that Ninja Scroll is on Amazon? Oh, fuck. Let's have a watch party of that. All no, right. Anyways, looking. thank you guys so much for joining for episode 52 of the Point in Progress podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys, but we'll be back again next week for episode 53. Wherever you guys are, I hope you guys have a fantastic day, fantastic night, and we'll talk to you guys next time. I guess. Bye.